Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is your main man, aka Crazy Crack, aka Andre's Podcast, brought to you by Podbean Live. I am doing this live the second time or the third time, but this time was with Sean, Sean the Parlay Man himself, my man, right here. What's going on, my man? It is always a great to be here, Andre. First of all, I want to give a shout out to everybody. Happy Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween and uh, all those Muskegon kids out there who, uh, the, I guess, they get canceled. That they're going to be pissed. Of course they're going to be mad. I mean, the little kids, what are you going to do? I mean, no no candy? What? I mean, you go to church? You go to a truck stop? I mean, do what do you do? Maybe have a, a trunks. Well, you had the trunk or treat, I think, last week and maybe this weekend. So at least they got some candy, but... I think they get excited to go door to door instead of just going from the back of a car. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, who else is going to do anything like that? I mean, I remember going out from seven o'clock in the evening till ten thirty at night, and my parents were pissed off because I came back with a slit with a pillowcase of candy, and I knew for a while I was never going to eat that much candy, and they would never let me eat that much candy. But you know, there you go. We never canceled Halloween when we were kids. Didn't matter how, how crappy the weather was. Well, think about this. You live in low. Were there any houses? I mean, like a house every two, two meters, two Well, two low miles? in building. I mean, most of mine was in building. And okay. we would go into the city because I was in the country. Or we would have been driving every single time. So we found a little neighborhood where people were in building, building. You okay. Know? So if we didn't do that, or if we went to Sarnik, we knew some people. And my favorite memory was in Sarnik because we knew somebody. That's where my mom grew up, and they made homemade popcorn balls. Okay. Yeah, those would mess up your teeth, but they would dye them different colors and stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember the pink ones and the green ones and mm-hmm. the blue ones. They were so good. Huh. My favorite candy was probably anything Hershey chocolate stuff. I love dark chocolate. I don't, I mean, I just love it. So. He still loves dark chocolate. Ooh, dark chocolate. Not just candy. Ooh. Hello, ladies out there. <laughs> ladies of the dark. All right, folks. Wow, that was. That, that was so dark. That was so uh, indie-wendily sexual on a live <laughs> podcast about sports. That is something that's amazing. Wow. All right. We're going to talk about NFL. We're going to talk about the World Series. And then we're going to talk about parlays. And we're going to probably part parlays together with NFL and maybe some college football parlays. But today is only Tuesday. But I'm not sure our schedule. And based on this live, this is going to be live to today right now before the World Series. But the podcast I'm going to put on on the Crazy Dre podcast show, I'm going to put it on Podbean and Buzzsprout. And you guys can find it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you can find a pop uh, a a podcast distributor. So NFL, we got trades coming in left and right. We got people moving around. We got everything moving. Let's talk about. Let's start with your Michigan State guy. Kurt Cousins is out for the rest of the year. Poor guy. It seems like when everything starts to dwell a little bit, become become pretty good. He either gets traded, gets put on the bench, gets hurt, gets hurt, and now he's got a bad Achilles, so he's out. 
The hardest thing is, even though Minnesota is so terrible, his numbers are top five in, in the NFL. And like you said, with him getting hurt, it really does suck. Um, unfortunately, he is out for the season. He is getting a little bit older. He's 34 years old. So they had to go out and make a trade, which didn't cost him much. It was a six-round pick. And since Kylo Murray is coming back from the Arizona Cardinals next week, they went and got Josh Dobbs, um, former Tennessee Volunteer, former wow. Pittsburgh Steeler. Drafted. Uh, right, right. And then, Draft, went, but, and then went and played for the Cleveland Browns for a little bit. And then now the practice squads a couple times with Tennessee and Detroit. Mm-hmm. It was Detroit for like 11 days. And then uh, he shipped, they got him shipped to Tennessee practice squad. Went back to Pittsburgh. And now back with and, Arizona. Arizona. And then now with the Vikings. Now, if we look at He's not guy, a terrible quarterback. He's not. I think he just gets a bad rep. I think he's in a situation where, is he good enough? Did they, they give him enough time to to develop in Pittsburgh? Probably not. Did they give him opportunity in Jaguars as well, too? Remember, he was in Jags as well. And then didn't seem like anyone really wanted him. I don't, as much as I've heard, as much as I've seen him play with Arizona this year, his numbers are pretty good. And he's quick. He can run the ball. He still can well, for being in the league for how long he's been. Well, let's look at his stats for Dobbs. I'm going to look it up for this game. So I think Dobbs is a good pickup for them. Oh, my goodness. And considering what they have to deal with, Minnesota, and they're not going to go anywhere probably this year. You do what you got to do to survive, right? Yeah. So basically, he's actually, if you look at his stats this year, for the last, well, we'll go to, well, for the last, well, this has him for the last five, six, four years. So 2023. He's played eight games. He's completed 167 completions, attempts of 266. His uh, percentage is 62.8. He's got over almost over 1,600 yards, 1,569. He averages about 5.9 yards per throw, eight touchdowns, five interceptions. Um, he's been sacked 17 times. So it seems like everywhere he goes, he gets kind of knocked over. Um, to tell you, and then if you look at his rushing this year, he has eight games, obviously, four car- 47 carries, 258 yards, 5.6, 5.5, three touchdowns, four, uh, his longest is 44 yards. But is it going to really make a difference for them without, without Jefferson? There's not enough talent on that team. I mean, there's Addison and there's that rookie, but they don't have a running back. Mm-hmm. They're in Minnesota will probably take second place in the division because they're better than the Bears and they're better than the Packers. Yeah. I'd probably take Josh Dobbs over Jordan Love. Well, yeah, I mean, he's with experience more. If you had to take him for a fantasy football player for a bye week, he's probably decent if you can't pick up Michichu from the Colts. I don't think anyone really has Machichu, even though he's probably one of the better quarterbacks out there. Uh, he's a he's a profound starter. He's doing pretty good. 
He seems to know the system. Pittman Jr. really knows how to get open. Uh, 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 Taylor, what's his first name again? Jordan. Jordan Taylor. He's he's on a comeback. But they do have this guy named Zach. Zach Moss? Moss? Yeah, he's another good running back. So that team in itself, it looks fine. I mean, so if you need to pick up a fantasy football quarterback for your bye week, I have Jared Goff, so I'm going to the bye week. So I picked up Jujutsu, Majutsu, but I don't know if I can get him or not. I did lose this week. So I'm 6-2, and two, but I'm fine with losing. It's a good time to lose to pick up players. Uh, guess what? The Washington Commanders. Commanders. Got rid of the former Ohio State Buckeye, Chase Young. He was on a contract year. Um, And it only cost the San Francisco 49ers. So he went to San Francisco, by the way. It only cost him a third-round pick. Well, he has been injured a lot. But is he really any good, or is he just hype? He's good at defense. He was great at Ohio State. Well, he was great at – no, I'm thinking about – is it – Who's and the he's guy? pretty good at Washington. I mean, was it? Yeah, okay, he was at Ohio State. I don't know. I just feel like he is. He's decent. He doesn't have great numbers. I would almost even think that um, uh, Hutchinson and the guy Crosby is better than he is. Well, they've been in. Well, Hutchinson's been in the league last. Max has been in the thing. I mean, that's hard to compare him to those two. Um, but when I hear of stats or if I hear of things on the highlights, who do you think of first? Is it really Crosby Chase Young? Been, Crosby's been playing all the time. He doesn't get hurt. And yeah, but Hutchington he's, doesn't get hurt very much. But, I mean, now you got two guys from Ohio State, one on the right side, one on the left side, Bosa. Yeah. I mean, San yeah. Francisco. But does it? Maybe it does help them because – can't make them any worse because they're on a three-game losing streak. You know what? I don't know what's going on with that team against Sam, Sam Fran. They got one of the best running backs, McCarthy. One of the best tight ends from this. We Kittle. all know where the best tight ends come from. Well, it's I, a Big Ten, yeah. Iowa. Well, you know what I think about Kiddo, though? I think Kiddo has a big issue about his hands. What I mean is, like, he's – Fun to watch, but I don't think he catches a lot of footballs when he's wide open or if they needed him to, to catch it. I think T.J. Hawkinson catches a lot of more he's football. No, he's no Travis Kelsey. No, no. And exactly. he's no that guy that used to play for the Atlanta Falcons and the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, on uh, Gonzalez. Gonzalez. He's no Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah. that guy was a beast. And I'm, unfortunately, I wish he did win a Super Bowl or something close to it. But... Any, let's see, are there any other trades? Well, that? we got to talk about the Lions. Well, they of course. Back. So anybody that is a from the state of Michigan, or even if you're a Michigan State fan or a Michigan fan, you should know who this is. So they got the receiver from the Cleveland Browns, um, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and he was a good receiver at Michigan. He's actually a pretty damn good receiver for um, Cleveland too, and I think this is a really good pickup. Well, they need, they need, Detroit needs an, an extra wide out. I think that second year wide out for, for Detroit, Jamas Williamson. He's dropped a lot of balls. He's, yeah, and I think it's going to take him quite a while to just adjust. 
in any way, in shape, and form. I think I don't think I think that to ask to ask them to do something phenomenal right away is asking a lot from a guy that came from an, an AC injury coming out of college. So he didn't have preseason. He didn't have any time tuning up. He probably hasn't got hit too many times by a real NFL player besides the first, I mean, these two last three games that he's played. So you got to take it into consideration. Now, Peter Jones, he's from Michigan. He grew up in Detroit. This is a homecoming for him. I, don't, I hope this doesn't turn out to be one of those moments where he just happened to be home and he and he just doesn't know how to catch, I guess. So the regular season of this year, he has eight receptions, uh, about 18 total targets, 92, 97 yards, 12.1 in average, no touchdown. The longest is 29. I think they really got him out. For speed, do you think? To, to, for deep routes, deep. Yes, he is. He's good at that. So you kind of have to have that there, because same same Brown is probably being overused, and it's going to help out Laporta. Thank you, Laporta, for completing my parlay last night. I picked about five different players from Sunday to to Monday to actually score a touchdown. So, so um. That's going to be interesting for Detroit. It's going to open up. It's going to open up the field. Gibbs played really well last night. He 159 or 169 total yards. Yeah, and you know he scored a touchdown. And Laporta scored a touchdown. And Jared Goff looked really great. But Jared Goff looks great at home. And that's one of those things about Jared Goff. He's a totally different quarterback on the road. He's not the same guy at home. Uh, Detroit Lions fans was super loud. I watched the whole game. I did a little 20-minute podcast on the whole thing last night live, which was nuts. So we really have to talk about this one. This is one of the one biggest names out of them all. Even, mm-hmm. I would say, as high as or bigger than Chase because the guy that I'm about to mention played with Tom Brady. The guy that I'm about to mention has a Super Bowl ring, and he went – is about to go join Josh Allen and Von Miller. Yes, he is on the practice squad right now, but Leonard Fournette is going to be a Buffalo Bill. Okay. Do you really think it was that good, even with Tampa Bay? Do you think that he was a really instrumental? I, to me, I think it was just a, a guy that could get a couple yards here and there and maybe block for Tom Brady as a, as a running back. Am I correct? Every time I see him, he doesn't, he doesn't break tackles. I mean, even Montgomery – can get two or three more extra yards when Montgomery is healthy for Detroit. I just think this this is a really weird. You know, I don't know what's going on with the Bills. Right? Is he going? I'm sure, to- there's no guaranteed money if you're on the practice squad. No, I mean, there's but, nothing to lose. No, but he still gets the what the four hundred maybe four hundred thousand probably. So was he was he cut from Tampa? Is that what happened? How did I don't he- know. Did he even play last year? I don't. I don't remember. I don't. I just don't. It might have been remember. a year and a half. No, no. So, I mean, that's really the biggest things that have happened. I mean, yes, there's a lot of other things on here, but those are the biggest names. All right. I think we should. Well, I don't know. Do we want to go through the games real quick of the NFL? Yeah. 
Sure. Let's go real quick. Let's go to the next week games so that people can actually follow through. All right. Pittsburgh Steelers. Wait, I'm going to go to the score. Steelers versus Titans. Yes. And first of all, before we start this, I want to – I think before we even start talking about the NFL, I think it's the dumbest thing in the world that the Titans are so pissed about how um, – the University of Houston wanted to do a freaking tribute to the old Houston Oilers, so they fucking wore, sorry I swore, wore the uniforms of the Houston Oilers, but it said Houston across their chest, but they were the same color, and it had the Oiler helmet, which I thought was badass, and maybe the Titans should have never changed it because it's cool that the oil rig was on the helmet. Well, now they can't wear them ever again. Who cares? Because, um, because why? Because I don't know. They just got all over the college university and told them they couldn't wear them anymore. They were the same color as the, you know, what the Houston oh, uniforms Houston were. College. Like, yeah. Oh, now that's kind of, well, it's, I mean, it's two different brands. I know, but it was cool. Yeah, it's two different branches. I guess you have to protect your brand or your copyright, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't really have uh, a high school have a Detroit Lions helmet. Did you see those Detroit Lions helmets last night? They look pretty cool. Like my hat. Oh, look just I like my hat. missed it. Oh, it's sweet. It is sweet. Those Detroit helmets were awesome. But the Tennessee Titans are starting a new quarterback. Will Levers. It's his second game. Okay. Remember, he had four touchdowns in the first game. Mm-hmm. He's from Kentucky. Kentucky. Kentucky yeah. rain keeps pouring down. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it looks like ESPN's got a 50% chance that the Steelers are going to win. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know why it they. It's really high. It. Yeah, I think. Well, it's a toss-up. You get the second-year guy, and then you get a rookie. You got Pickett, and then you got the new quarterback. What do you do with that? I mean, how do you even make bets? This I mean, is a, Pittsburgh probably has a better defense, but I still want Derrick Henry as my running back over Harris. Harris, not Jay I still Harris. want DeAndre Hopkins over anybody that the Pittsburgh Steelers have. Yeah, yeah, of course. I. But it's at Steelers, so that's why they probably picked them because it's really difficult for any team to play. Yeah, I think the spread's Steel. three. Uh, let me check. Let me go on I have my right fan now. deal. I have it right now. Okay. Steelers by three. Okay. All right. The over-under is 36 and a half. Mm, that's, that's fair. You think that's fair? Well, 2017 is over. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I don't know because – I don't know if that's impossible because I don't know so if the same Titans team that blew a 17 point uh, lead to the Green Bay Packers and lost 18 17. So I guess it could be under. Well, you know, if they give up points, yeah, that could be happening. But I don't know if the Steelers can actually move the ball downfield. I mean, Harris can't do much, right? Am I no. right? Am I wrong? I mean, am I just blind? What am I doing here? Yeah, I'm looking at this. Yeah, right. So it's 36.5 over and under three points. I would almost put, I would almost put the picks. I would almost pick Pittsburgh straight up, or at least pit Tennessee plus five and a half. You know what I mean, so you lose by, you could lose by five and still be okay. Yeah, you know that's what I would do. Um, we're going to skip the game of the week for a second. That's the morning one, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Well, we'll maybe have to play that game first. Okay. So Miami Dolphins against Kansas City Chiefs. This is going to be in Germany. 930. 
a.m. Don't forget that it's new, uh, daylight savings time, so you get an extra hour of sleep. Amen, brother. You always kind of love that, right? Mm-hmm. Right? I really loved it when I was in college. <clears throat> yeah. So what do you think? Do you think, first of all. This is a tough one. No, I won't get there for a second. But do you really think that people in Germany are really cares about this game? Do you imagine? I can't imagine Germans like waking up at, or they'll well, be, be up nighttime. at, <clears throat> be there at three thirty in the afternoon. <clears throat> I just can't imagine. But the NFL is pushing it, so it becomes international. So you get Taya against Mahomes. Who do you pick for more yards, or how do you put that your own same game parlay together? I have a feeling. Josh, I mean, Mahomes probably has more yards. Can he go as bad as what he did last week? Oh. I mean, he had three interceptions. They lost to the Denver Donkeys. Like, yeah, but, that's awful. But you know what? My main man, Rice, he hasn't been really doing much. He's a rookie for uh, for Kansas City. Kelsey, if you could put two people on him all the time, he can't do everything, right? And Pachaco, I mean, if you don't have a good car to pass to you can put eight nine guys up front if you're going to do a same game parlay you're going to take Tyreek Hill to take a score a touchdown yeah you're going to take Morset, the running back probably to score a touchdown are you oh, going yeah. are you going out on a limb and saying that Kelsey's got to be on there who Kelsey's got to put on the t- touchdown yeah right so you get three touchdowns that's what easy. about Patrick Mahomes you could have him as a uh, passing touchdown I would almost I would almost I don't know they would they, what fan do they always do one one and a half? So he has got to score two touchdowns. I don't know if he's if he's going to pass the ball in the end zone twice. You're, I, there's a possibility Kelsey could catch the ball twice in the end zone. Yeah. So you could go plus two with, with uh, Mahomes. So that's another one, and then you could actually go what well, the over under right. Um, the over-under of this game is, oh, my gosh. 50? Well, that's not bad. Both teams score 20-20. It's 40. Both teams score 24-24. 48. 27-24-51. Or 31-27. 31-20. Yeah. Some team could win by 11 points. Well, yeah. But I feel like this is going to be a back-and-forth game. Um, 28-24 is fine. Yeah. 28-27 is fine. Mm-hmm. The only thing you get screwed on is if it's 28-21. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about... The Who are you taking? Are you taking the Chiefs? Are you oh. regrouping, or are you going to take the Dolphins and bump it up? The spread is plus two and a half. I like Miami and bumping it up to like four and a half. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. I don't think that they're... I don't know if, if Miami could actually play well in the cold air. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be pretty cold in Kansas City now that the... Earth has shaped or uh, the axis a little bit, and the weather has completely gone under to old man winter. Um, if you look at, oops, let me see this. Are, are we still looking at this game, or are we moving on to the third one? I think we're just gonna move on because I agree. This one, this next game, I want to pause, and I'm just bedaffled. The Packers are not that good. I know the Rams played really, really bad against my Dallas Cowboys, but I'm going to take Cooper Cup. I'm going to take that BYU um, receiver that's a rookie. I'm going to take. But wait, Matthew Stafford might not be playing because he's got a busted thumb. 
his thumbs all jacked up. He had the same problem in Detroit like four or five years ago, or like three years ago when he was still in Detroit. And it was not really talked about in Detroit, but it was talked about a lot last year in in um, in the in L.A. And so it was questionable. Yeah, and he and he did something to it during the year when he won the Super Bowl. So this makes sense. Maybe you don't touch this game. No, you don't touch this game. But if you had to put this in a parlay, I would most definitely. Um, I was. I most definitely would. Pick your winner to be. Ugh, I don't know who would win this game with the Stafford out, but. <clears throat> yeah, I would probably stay away from this game, or I would go under thirty-nine points. I don't know if any of these teams could score without. Matthew Stafford on the field to make up to 40 points, correct? If Stafford's not on the field, I don't know what's going to happen. Anything's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Houston Texans. This is quite early of the week. I know we're talking about this, but uh, we just got to do something. It is. I mean, as long as no one has injuries, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you got to take the Bucks. Yeah. Plus the points, right? Yeah, be, well, yeah, actually, that's plus three is not bad for that game. I mean, you, you got uh, Blake Mayfield, uh, you got Evans, you got uh, Godwin. Um, I don't know who the running back is right now, but I mean, CJ Strong at home. What do you think? You think he's uh, you think he's a little bit better at home? Think they'll get stuff together? He is better at home, but uh, I take the points. You take the points. Yeah. You take the over. No, I would just take Tampa P- Bay plus three or bump it up. To maybe three and a half, four. Yeah. Yeah, that's another good one. Um, if you did do the same game parlay, let me check. Oh, come on. I mean, this is obviously without any injury since it's Tuesday. Anything can happen, but. Mm, yeah, I mean they're not. They don't even have players. Uh, they don't have anything with it. You just got to go off of wins and losses right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean we may come back t- to this um, tomorrow if we're still do- planning on doing another podcast. Um, if we go to the next game, this one's weird. The Washington. Now that the Commanders just got rid of Chase and the Patriots play better at home, you have. He coaches better at home, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you get rid of a lot. I mean, I feel like I feel like this is a game that the Patriots could win. I agree. I think Sam Howell had a phenomenal game. One game against Philadelphia. The only games that he plays well is against his arch rivals or one of their arch rivals, Philadelphia Eagles. But he's not playing them this week. So this could be a big letdown. Correct. For Washington, yeah, yeah, it could be like a. This game could be like twenty to seventeen, thirteen to seventeen. It could be just not any defense or offense. It could just not be anything great. Correct. So, if you're looking to play this game. I would almost pick 
plus three and a half Washington, or even bumping up to five and a half. Well, five and a half, four and a half isn't really much difference. But the over under forty points, you could bump that down to like thirty, thirty five, something like that. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. These teams don't score a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the Chicago Bears against the Saints. This is another interesting game for just entertainment. Uh, you got uh, Derek Carr, and then you have the rookie quarterback, probably. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do a same game parlay, I'd probably take Derek Carr's yards at whatever it is. I would take Kamara receptions. I'd probably take Kamara to score a touchdown. Yeah. But uh, what do you what would you think about what would you think about the quarterback for the Bears, Mister? I gotta find his name. Oh, it's uh, just Justin Fields as there. Why does ESPN do this? They have just they have Justin Fields as their. Is he starting? I don't know ESPN. I know what I always worry about. You know what? I mean, let's be real. Let me go back. Let me go to the roster of the Bears. I can't pronounce Ty Tyson Baggett. So you get the rookie quarterback from from Shepard. He is. I mean. He's not doing that bad. He's looking pretty good. Could this mean the, the end of Justin Fields? It's going to be the end of Justin Fields either way because they're going to draft Caleb Williams. Okay. Yeah, you keep saying that, so it must be somewhat relatively true. But this could also, as we're talking about the Bears, this could also mean the end of Harbaugh and Michigan. But Jim Harbaugh did say, Recently, that he was not revoked of his contract of his of the new deal. He probably he, has to say that. Yeah, but you know what? If like I said before, if there's teams out, I mean, there's guys out there from Michigan, Ohio State, saying that they have done the same thing to other teams. I don't think that this will be the end of Jim Harbaugh. It could be possibly the end of Jim Harbaugh, but I think that at his age, at his time of his career, he I don't see him wanting to restart all over again and start from scratch. It took him at least three to four years in a row just to get the team that he needed to beat Ohio State, just to beat Ohio State. It wasn't like it was not easy. So I think if he did leave Michigan, it would have happened like after they they got into the first uh uh BCS bowl game. I mean BCS uh uh, uh tournament. So here's the thing. That's what I really do think. We have to wait and this is being non-biased. You have to truly wait until what happens with this contradiction of the steel signing. That's all I got to say because if they come out and they say there is going to be a three-year bowl ban, which this is why I still think Michigan needs to win now. They have to literally win now. Um, 
Because there could be a ban. There's no guarantees. But if there's a three-year ban, he's yeah. sailing ship. Yeah. He's going to the NFL guaranteed. Yeah, and then that I think, well, that makes sense. You know what probably would happen, though? He probably would leave for three years and then come back. That actually is more, much more reasonable for him because then he can end his career in Michigan. And you could be right there, but then, you know, there's going to be a trade clause for whoever takes that next coaching job that says the only reason that you guys can have a buyout or anything is to do with Harbaugh. That's the only way. Oh, yeah. Because no one is going to take just a three-year contract. No. Most of the time, they're five-year contracts. No, I mean, well, two things could happen. If they find another guy besides Jim Harbaugh, which I wonder if they could ever find another guy like Jim Harbaugh. I mean, I don't even know anybody in the Michigan atmosphere that would would even come compared to his coaching. There's not a person in my in my top of my head that that would come to Michigan. There's only like four people that could try to fulfill his place, but I think Jim Harbaugh is a better than any of the names that I'm about to say, and they probably wouldn't take the job anyway. But yeah, there's who? Charles Woodson. There's. Um, Obviously, Tom Brady, if he left the Raiders. And then there's the original Heisman that I can't think of his name. It's on college game day. Charles Wurtson. Deion, uh, Desmond Howard. Thank you. Yeah, but you know what the problem is? Because they're all Michigan guys, but they're all. But the problem is that they're not coaches. They're not. You're right. And this is why. Remember when we first worked together at, at Corral or Spectrum Health about five years ago? Remember that five years ago? Who did they Michigan basketball hire? Ron Howard. And you know, what did I say? Didn't I say this is a bad hire? I said that too. You took two final fours. Yeah, but but that was John Beeline's team. What about Mike Hart? He's no Jim Harbaugh, but... No, but I don't know his coaching, his, his ability. The thing about Michigan is that Michigan is a lot like Ohio State. They have to find a coach that is going to work within the system of Michigan-style football. Same thing with Ohio State. Even if Day doesn't beat Michigan this year, and let's say, let's use our imagination and say that Jim Harbaugh doesn't leave, doesn't leave Michigan, I can see Ryan Day getting fired. But the next person that would take that job would have to be someone who has fundamental concepts of what Ohio State football is all about. They are, they're not just going to grab someone from the West Coast and say, hey, you want to coach us and let's see how it goes? And then, to be honest with you, Urban Meyer is in the papers talking to Michigan State, supposedly. However, remember, does Michigan State want to uh, have another influential coach who has issues off the field with his innuendos? And some people like they don't they don't care. He's a good coach. He'll get them there. It's a new Big Ten. Uh, they need someone competitive to play or to coach against USC, uh, Oregon, Oregon, Washington, Michigan, and so on and so forth. But here's what I'm trying to tell you, Sean. I don't think Jim. I don't think Urban Meyer is going to take that job. One, because I don't think he can. Um, stab, oh, stab Ohio State in the back. And two, if Ryan Day gets fired, guess where he's going to go back? To Ohio State. I guarantee you 
he'll probably go back to Ohio State if Ryan Day gets fired. Because if he loses to Michigan three years in a row, it doesn't it doesn't matter anything about that program unless you beat Michigan. Look how bad we were against Ohio State ten years in a row. We 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 made we went through more coaches than I did through toilet paper. Okay. Okay. Do okay? you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So eventually, if Ryan Day does not beat Michigan, Urban Meyer is going to go back. I just I just think it'd be bad news bears for Ryan for Urban Meyer to backstab Ohio State. It just it'd be like Izzo going to Northwestern. Let's say Izzo decided to go to the NBA for two or three years and then like ah, I don't like this at all. And then going to Northwestern. Do you think that would be feasible? It'd be it'd be hypocrisy. You're right. It would be. It'd be horrifying. All right. So we're done talking about the Bears and Jim Harbaugh and Urban Meyer. I mean we slapped her a little bit about college football here and there. But it was not much needed news to talk about. So we'll go back. We'll go back to the game after the Bears mm-hmm. is Minnesota Vikings, which we all said Kurt Warner's not there anymore. Or not Cap not Kurt Warner. Captain Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Josh Dobbs is gonna be starting, going up against the Falcons, which Riddler is still undefeated at home. Uh I don't think this is going to be – I think Dobbs is going to be all right. I don't think it's going to be a difficult to to learn the playbook. I think if he's able to adjust to one team to the next, I think he's just going to have to adjust to his receiver's uh, uh, skill level and their habits. And same thing with the receivers, got to get connected with, with, uh, with uh, Dobbs's uh, routine, habits, style of throwing the football, how hard he throws the football. I do think that Dobbs will have issues with a play clock with a play clock in the beginning of the game and maybe when the when the game gets super super loud if it's a close game. But I think the Falcons should take this game for a ride and they should really take advantage of this game. I really do. And I'll tell you why. Because you don't want to give, you don't want to give, the Vikings an opportunity to steal a game from you. This is a great time for, for, for the Falcons to make themselves initiative into their division. The division's soft and weak at the same time. You got, the, I think they're playing in the Saints. And I mean, they're playing with. The same division of the Saints. So you don't want to give that opportunity or that opportunity to the Saints to steal a game from you. Correct? It's the Saints. It's the Buccaneers, which we already talked about with Baker Mayfield. I think Riddler is already a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. I do like Derek Carr better than Baker Mayfield. So, And then, obviously, they have the terrible um, Bryce Young in Carolina that actually won their first game last week. Congratulations. And to Bryce Young. To Bryce Young, because they're one in seven. Um, but this is Atlanta's division. It's mm-hmm. theirs to take. Yeah, they have to. And they don't if you, if you, and if you let the new quarterback that's starting in the Vikings take you to school and back, it doesn't say much about you. 
And so I can see Riddler having a good passing game, maybe over 225 yards, spot that down. Um, they're running back for for uh, for the Falcons. B.J. Robinson, the former Hook'em Horns. I would take him for yards and maybe a touchdown, maybe at least 50 yards, maybe some reception yards as well. They do have Pitts, correct? Kyle Pitts, yo, that's a so good So you, you can go for the touchdown. You can go with uh, um, a little bit of everything with it itself uh, for the parlay. Um, let's see. As I'm looking at this, as I'm looking at that, the next game we could talk about is ugh, Kyle Murray. Against the Cleveland Browns, and this is a real bad game for him to come back because the Browns are not great, but they are a tough team at home. They're they they're gritty. They have always been a gritty team. They've always been a really tough team. They've always been that team that, no matter how bad they are, just like Detroit Lions, they got the greatest fan base there, and they stick to it. Ken Watson. Is Watson playing? Is Cooper going to catch the football? Is who who else to do? Is Hunt? Kareem Hunt is playing, but come on. This is one of those things that, like, what did I say? They want Cleveland to win. Yeah, they need Cleveland so, to win. So, you, I mean, they're taking seven and a half points for Cleveland Brown. So, they go at, so they say that the Cleveland's going to win by eight, eight and over. But I don't believe that one bet. I don't believe that. I don't, I don't know, maybe. Is Arizona that bad? I mean, they beat Dallas. Yeah, okay. So, I but mean. That was with Josh Dobbs, too, and now you're getting Kyle Murray back? Mm, Kyle Murray's first game. Is he going to show up like a Kyle Scher, Scherzer in Major League Baseball, or is he going to show up as a great uh, Max Scherzer? I think he's I mean, that's kind of how I would compare it. I mean, I th- if you like yeah. baseball, I mean, Max Scherzer can go out there and have, you know, a perfect game or a no-hitter, or he can just get destroyed like Justin Verlander in the first inning and give up five runs. Yeah, I think this is going to be a game that, you know, you're just going to have to be a fan and watch it and not place bets on it and just see how Kyle Murray is, does play. I do think that he may be really sloppy in the beginning. I think he's going to be I, – I will tell you this. Kyle Murray might get your yards on his feet. So if they got 20 yards to run – this is probably where you would take 20 yards, part of the same game parlay, okay? Um, here's a, here's an interesting matchup, the Seattle Seahawks and the Baltimore Ravens. Guess what? Baltimore Ravens, they receivers have finally woken up thanks to Detroit. It was a good loss for Detroit to lose a game against a good team. But the Ravens receivers are are – Doing what they're supposed to do. Uh, Gus Edwards, I had him on my bench, scored like 23 points. So I was, that was dumb of me. But things are looking brighter for for the Ravens because... Andrews is doing really well. Odell Beckham is doing all right. Yeah. I just feel like their other receivers are doing their job, finally. I really do. I really, really, really do. I And I'm a, I'm the type of guy, I'm not... I'm not. A, I'm not a Baltimore Raven fan. I'm not a John Harbaugh fan, even though Jim, that's his Jim's brother. To me, Baltimore is Baltimore, right? 
But I really am a Lamar Jackson fan because I think they that he gets screwed a lot by the organization. They're finally pulling for him, making things a lot more easy for him. Um, but Geno Smith, you think he's going to do anything? How about your man Walker, Lockett, uh, Metcalf? What do you do with those four guys? I mean, they're very talented and – this is where it gets very, very interesting because deep down inside, Seattle has better receivers, but I would rather have Lamar Jackson as a quarterback. So Lamar Jackson can get these average receivers to do what they need to do to win the game. Mm-hmm. They're not in Seattle. Baltimore's defense gets better and better. Baltimore wins this game, but I think you got to take I mean, Lockett or DK Metcalf to score. Yeah. I would. I mean, I think Metcalf is overdue. Do you think? I think Metcalf is overdue. I think I would have to pick Metcalf for a touchdown. I mean, Lockett, I mean, he's catching everything right now, and he's just playing really, really well. And I'm not quite sure what's wrong with Metcalf. I don't know if he's got an injury or he's just got a strain or Whatever, what's maybe he's got something at home that he has an issue with. I can't tell you. I don't know. Okay, so moving on, moving on, moving on. Is there any more games that we have to? Well, I mean, if you, I mean, you have to talk about um, the. I mean, Panthers. I mean, I don't know. That's Colts. Hopefully, we both like Gardner Minshew. Um. I want to say you definitely take – if you were going to do a same-game parlay, I would take Pittman to probably score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I would also I like probably that. take Adam Thielen to score a touchdown for the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. I would take the Colts to win the game. I would know what I would do. I think Bryce Young is getting better and better, and he's kind of getting used to the speed of the game. That game in, in, in his head is going to slow down. If his yards like – 198, 187, I would take the over. I think if, if they got him like 250 or 260, I would go under. Okay. I don't think he's that safe yet to go 250. And I don't know if he really has a receiver's core besides Thielen. Thielen to you do agree it. the Colts win? Oh, they should win because they got Jordan Taylor. They got Zach Moss. They got Pittman mm-hmm. Jr. They also have the tight end, don't they? Yeah. So, so Colts win. Okay. There's three games remaining. I want to skip two of them, and he should know what two I'm going to skip, but I'm going to touch on this next one. The Raiders just lost to the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, the Raiders play the Giants. Mm-hmm. It's in Vegas. Okay. We Yeah. So, yeah, we can probably skip this game because Guapolo can't Guapolo his hand to throw the football. Correct. So does Tyra Taylor and the Giants go into Vegas and win a game? I don't know. I mean, this is the – I don't does know. Does Devontae Adams finally score a touchdown? You know, I watched that game. Because they didn't try to trade him today. I know. You know what's funny? And I know we're going back and forth and we're talking with Detroit and the Raiders. But you know what's funny? It's that I feel like when I watched that game, Detroit and Vegas, I felt like – they didn't didn't even use Devontae Adams as even a detour. They just kind of ignored him. And then Jacoby Murray 
they totally ignored him too. And it was Jacob was the only guy who scored on that team for them. So does Jacoby score this week? I think Jacoby has a better chance than Devontae Adams. I agree. But you're right. And I would take so I would take Jacoby to score. I would take Saquon to score. Here's where it gets interesting. Yeah. Guess who is their wide receiver and tight end for the Giants? Oh. It's Whaler. Whaler used to play for the Raiders. He huh. wants revenge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Tyrod Taylor is a better quarterback than Jimmy G. <laughs> Jimmy G. You might honestly want to bump up the points and take the Giants plus four and a half. Yeah. I mean, I really don't understand Jimmy G. I don't. I don't get it. I just... I just don't get it. Even when he did throw the ball to Devontae Adams, it was a little off. But Devontae Adams got to make that catch. But because he didn't get any many too many targets, I think he only got two or three targets. And Jimmy G overthrew the ball down the field to Devontae Adams. It was horrendous. So, you know, I I don't know. I think I think we're going to do one thing here. We're going to have to talk about these two games. These are huge. These are huge. I don't know how we stopped and talked about the I had to because Giants. I wanted to leave the two most important ones because they are – I wanted, there's a debate and an argument that you could say these next two games are technically the game of the week over the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I think the NFL schedule this perfectly. You start early in the morning. You have an extra hour of sleep. You watch a game from Germany. You eat breakfast. And they broke it up very well because none of these games overlap and all of them are going to be on TV. Prime time. You got the Cowboys and the Eagles, Arch Rival Week, Arch Rival Day. 4.25 p.m. In Philadelphia, one of the most difficult places to play, is CJ, you know, is uh, CD uh, Lamb. Is he going to be the man of the hour of the week? Is or- Gallup going to show up? Would Gallup ever going to be on the field again? Is Powell going to be able to actually maintain himself to just be consistent? Can the Cowboys play as good of a defense as they did last week? I uh, don't know. No. A.J. Brown is a stud. And then you throw in the other guy that's a receiver. And then you throw in the guy that they just got, Julio Jones. Like, Oh, yeah. I and mean, then you got to talk about everybody. Swift. Everybody knows DeAndre Swift. I mean, From Detroit. And then you got to throw in the factor that Hurts is probably going to run for a touchdown. I mean, this is phenomenal. I mean, I don't look. This might be a trap parlay, same game parlay, because you know why? Because you don't know who's going to score. You don't know who's going to score. AJ Brown will probably score. And who knows? Maybe Swift will score. But Swift hasn't been playing well, well a couple weeks in a row, right? My closest one, if I was going to pick anybody, I would take AJ Brown. Mm, I would take Lamb. I think over AJ. Yes. Because you know why? Because you know why? Because there's too many targets in 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 Philly. Am I right? Am I right? There's too many targets yeah, in Philly. Yeah, there is. In Cowboy Land, who is that? Who's the targets? Powell and C.J. Lamb, Lamb. And Gallup. And Gallup, but Gallup isn't, doesn't really count. But and Gallup. Turbin. Turbin. You're right. But you know what? I keep picking. Well, Lamb's number one. I keep. Picking Gallup to get 36, 39, 41 yards. Whatever fan do. Watch him do. do it this week. And I get him wrong every time. I'm like, this is the week. This is the week. This is the week. I thought this is the week. It doesn't happen. So this might be the week. Do not Against do it. Against Philly? Yeah. 
Do not do that. I would take Lamb. Take Lamb. Take Lamb for sure. I don't know between A.J. Brown and and who's Julio the, Jones. Julio Jones. Or the other guy that is uh, like, the, other, the other wide receiver from Bama. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know either. This could be Ooh. a very... This could be a very high-scoring game. I would go the over. Can both quarterbacks make a rushing touchdown? Yeah. Yeah, that could be possible. There's so many parlays. You can literally make a lot of money on this parlay. You can literally make a lot of money. You could actually get the yards from rushing from no, from Hertz. You could get the receiving receptions from Pollard. Pollard, exactly. And then you could also, you, you could also get one of the three guys as a touchdown. Right? You can get A.J. Brown. You can Julio Jones. You can get the guy from Alabama. You can get Lamb. You can put a lot of things together. You can put a lot of things together. And you could also take a chance. You could also take a chance by having Julio Jones score two touchdowns. So I'm a Cowboys fan, but do not take the Cowboys. Well, I would be shocked if we win this game. The spread's three and a half. I would maybe even be surprised if we cover the spread. Mm, I'll go up to six and a half. I think they can cover the spread. It's going to be a good You're gonna game. You're going to bump it up, though, three points. Yeah, but I think that they'll play good against... I think they'll play good against Philadelphia. They always do. This isn't a couple of years ago when they didn't have a, a healthy Dak Prescott. Okay? This is a good team. They have a good defense. The Cowboys isn't the Cowboys of the 90s, but they have a, a decent defense. I, I do have Goodert... Oh, that's another guy, too, for me. Goodert from the Philadelphia. I mean, I'm going to be a hot mess. Hot mess. Well, I might have to start shirts from now on because from uh, Texans because with A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, they're taking a lot of action away from my tight end. But I'm going to have to keep my tight end in there. All right. Maybe, maybe. The game of the week, Buffalo Bills against Joel Barrow and Josh Jamar Allen. Chase. Mon Chase. Joe Mixon. Mixon. And you got Stephen Diggs and you got Gabe Davis. This is another game, same game part like. And they have the guy on the bench on the practice squad. Don't we know why they have for that. Don't we know why they put him on the practice squad? Why don't you just start him right away? Get him used to the play count. All right. So you got to say that Gabe Davis probably scores a touchdown? Yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, either Gabe, I mean, Steph Dix. I think I think you have to go to Steph Dix. I think there's been a little slump between Steph Diggs and, and Josh Allen. And it's not because Diggs, it's because of Josh Allen. I do think that I do think that I would take Joe Barrow's passing yards over Josh Allen's passing yards. Okay. Because I think he's more. I think Joe Barrow is more consistent. I think there's something wrong with uh, Josh Allen. I, I can't figure it out. So you're gonna go with Diggs and you're gonna go with Jamar Chase. Mm. The score? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a good bet. And Mixon? Ugh. I mean, it depends. I mean, I don't know about Buffalo's running defense. Is it any good? It's not. It's not. They don't well, have. They a, got Von Miller. But he's. Not, I don't think he's playing. No, I don't think he's playing at all. But, wow, that's Sunday night football, folks. That's a lot of good football right there, right there. 
And we didn't even, I mean, we, this we, is a tough one. I don't mm. know. This one is the one that you're better off picking player props, picking the over-under. Um, I don't know if you pick a winner. Between? The, the Bills and the Bengals. No, no, you don't pick a winner. You do, this is game. This game Because is, the Bengals could The spread is two and a half. The Bengals could win by a field goal. Mm-hmm. Bengals could win by six. The Bills could win by 14. Yeah. Like, yeah. a lot of shit can go wrong in this game. Yeah. I think what you're going to need to do is do it. That ball bounced. Up. I think what you need going to, what you're going to have to do is take a quarter, flip it three times, and whatever you want to pick, the heads do it. Or you tails. just make a same game parlay. Well, yeah, I would. Stay away from who wins. Yeah, I would take I would take the same game parlay, and I would take – and one of the games, one of the things in the parlay was, is the over under. That's what I would do. Go over under. And the last game, this Monday Night Football. Interesting because you got a great Jets defense. Yeah, and you got the lady man, the ladies man, Zach Wilson. And you got Justin Herbert for and my Chargers. man. Eckler that wanted me some money this weekend. Oh, yeah, I know you did. Yeah, you did. On an 18 parlay scoring touchdowns, I went out on a huge limb, and Eckler was my last one that I needed. I took a, Travis Atani from Jacksonville, Jordan Addison to score a touchdown against the, with the Vikings, Raheem Morissette for the Miami Dolphins, Kareem Hunt scored a touchdown for Cleveland, Mark Andrews from Baltimore, Jamar Chase would scored in the fourth quarter. And finally, Eckler scored enough touchdown in the f- first half, the very first play they had the ball. $4.50 won me 1025 Look at that, folks. He did it. I was surprised. Well, I was more surprised at how, much, how high Sean jumped in my living room. He's screaming. He's screaming. Oh, my God. I won. I won. Oh, yeah. It was almost bringing you back to when I was on The Price is Right <laughs> or when I won that 50K. But you got to give a shout-out to you, too. You know, you won your $200 on your nice little Laporte last night, you know. Well, thanks to my main man, Laporta. Well, I'll show you what I did. I did partially what Sean did, but I didn't do everything what Sean did because I'm much more like a structural gambler, I guess, how you call it. I'm not the guy who just reaches for the stars. That's what I'm kind of saying. So... Yesterday, so so I had Travis Etini to score a touchdown. I had Tyreek Hill to score a touchdown. I had Joe Mixon, who I got lucky, scored a touchdown one of the last uh, one of the last uh, drives from Cincinnati, scored a touchdown. And then Detroit, Sam Laporta scores a touchdown. To win me $234 off the $10 bet. But that was, that was I'm going to tell you the truth, folks. That was one of the longest um, uh, spaces in time that I that I did one. So, I'm being honest. I'm not saying that I just went here and there. I just only makes conserved bets here and there. But I spent at least four or five, six bets since I won. So I'm trying to be real. I'm not trying to give you all bullshit lies about anything. Um, Can we? We need to talk about the World Series. Yeah. It's on right now. Breaking news. Rangers Garcia 
and Scherzer will miss the rest of the World Series. What? Before we even talk about how, you know, what else is going on. Garcia, the oblique injury is effing huge. That is the guy that hit, if anybody doesn't know anything, he was in the home run derby. Garcia is out for the series. And then the former Detroit Tiger, the former Dodger, the former Washington National, Serger is out. What's wrong? Is this a game changer? Well, of course. You get your star pitching, which he wasn't like a star pitcher for the Texans. But... He's a decent starter. I mean, he's a. I mean, he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. But so Garcia is much more of a big thing than anything else. Correct. Garcia is a home run hitter. He's a contact hitter. He's the type of guy that can light up the s- screen. He can be uh, a really upbeat uh, person on your team. He is the guy that you want on your team. That if you're down by two to one, going into the bottom of the seventh, and then you. Have him up to play, play. his two-run home run. You take the lead going to the eighth inning. They don't have that anymore. So what are they going to do? Guess what? What What are you going to do? I don't know, um, but this could. It's going to get very interesting because the Rangers are technically up in the series two-two-one. Mm-hmm. The Rangers have not lost a single game on the road this whole playoffs. They are nine. Eight no. Wait, three and zero. Oh, then no, I think they're nine and zero. It's either eight or nine and zero oh because they won the first three, swept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they must be either eight or nine and zero. Oh, but yeah. they're undefeated. And tonight's game is game four. Um, game's tied in the second. Mm-hmm. Look, like to be honest with you. You know, I, I, I follow baseball. This is my, it is my favorite sport, but baseball is really difficult for me to even analyze because you can get a great pitcher and have him play like poop one game and then have him play real well for the next three games. And then the bullpen can do the complete opposite of what it did the night before or the last time that you watched the same game on the same team. So baseball is very difficult to actually analyze and then project and then see what happens. Because uh, Corey Seager probably was going if they would win the World Series, he probably would have won the MVP. He will win the MVP because he already has two two-run homers. And obviously, in Game One, it was a walk-off, and then he already has one last night again. So he's got a, he has a million RBIs, you know, and then he's batting two ninety-three. So, but. Well, I'm not going to argue with that because I really, I really don't want to try to take anything away from Corey Seager. Um, but I did buy three hats. I bought my Philadelphia Phillies hat. No, I mean my Philadelphia 76ers hat, NBA. I've got the Arizona Diamondbacks and Texas Rangers hat. John was approved of that, those three decisions. It was a great decision. So, guess what I'm going to buy next? Brooklyn Nets and New York Knicks. And then I'm going to stop. So, I keep saying that. So, I this, this series is probably still going to go seven. And yeah. maybe six. But... 
before we end this thing, or I don't know if we're going to keep continuing in this major league, it was the very first week mm-hmm. of announcing mm-hmm. the computer college football playoff. Wow. And some people are going to be pissed. Ooh. Tell us. I'm me. going to say two teams right now that are not in the top are one in I guess one that's not in the top four. Um and it, it bedaffles me. Um who is it, Sean? Tell us. Washington is not in the top four. Okay. Um, then the way this is ranked, um, and the computer and even Michigan fans can be pissed. Um, mm-hmm. the, 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 I mean, obviously there's a few other teams that have dealt law single losses and shit like that. Um, mm-hmm. But Washington is eight no, and they've won some big games. They probably could be in the talk of the fi- in that top four, but they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, hopefully, I mean we all know Air Force won't ever be in the conversation because they're eight no, and hopefully they at least get to play on a BCS standard somehow. Mm-hmm. But the team that is outright number one, based on the computers, not the coaches. Mm-hmm. Is not Georgia. Is not Michigan. It's is not fucking Florida State. Oh yeah. The number one outright team yeah. is the team down south that this whole fucking state hates. Ohio State. Ohio State. Well, that's fair. I mean, over Georgia and over Michigan. Yeah. I think I know like I think I I think it didn't help Michigan to play against a very weak Michigan State team. I don't think it mattered if the game was forty-five or sixty-two to zero. That's not that doesn't say much for Michigan because it, it was a game that was expected to they that they were expected to kill. So that game in itself is kind of iffy. So you're okay with Ohio State being the number one? Yeah, you know what? Outright over Georgia. Well, Georgia is. I mean, a, obviously, Florida State is the weakest of the four. But Georgia is a little mystery why they why they. Don't have Georgia as number one and in Ohio State number two, but I do think I do think this is, this falls in a better place for Detroit. I mean, for uh, no, for Michigan, I really do. I think it's better because now that they're number one, that means we have much more of a uh, f- of um, something to go after, some edge about it. You know what I mean? So this is what I don't understand. I, I like that. I am. I am okay with Ohio State, I guess, being number one because they've played Penn State and Michigan hasn't played Penn State yet. So they probably have played a harder schedule right now. Yeah. And maybe Michigan will beat Penn State by more than what Ohio State will. Well, I mean, Penn State's still not a team that you think that we're going to just The thing with Michigan is, unlike Ohio State was, Michigan or Ohio State had Penn State at Ohio State. Michigan's got to go to Penn State, which yeah. is a lot harder. When you're on the road, it's a lot harder to win a game. Yeah, yeah, I um, do think so. If Michigan goes in and wins that and wins by more than eight, they yeah. have a lot to say to be in the top thing. 
The one that I don't understand is, as much as, as, much as I love my Florida State Seminoles, mm-hmm. and I love Keenan Coleman, the former Michigan State Spartan. Yeah. Yeah. I have to look at this as a college football fan. And as a college football fan, the team that is left out in the number five spot. Let me just rank. Let me just tell you the teams that are ranked in the top twenty-five that are from this conference. The Pac-12, Oregon is ranked six. Okay. Utah is ranked eighteen. UCLA mm-hmm. is ranked nineteen. Mm-hmm. California is ranked twenty. Um, that is, and then the team that's gotten snubbed, Washington, is ranked five. And they have six teams in the in the in the top twenty five, and the Arizona is no slouch. Arizona's beaten Washington State. Arizona's beaten USC, which in they oh I forgot about Oregon State. They're ranked fifteenth in the country. So there's actually seven. And as much as I love the Big Ten, technically, if you look at the freaking polls, the Pac twelve is the best conference in the league. They are. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Um. It would be a shame if Washington in the long run gets snubbed. Yeah. If they run the table and it comes down to, this is what I'm worried about. If Georgia is undefeated, Florida State, ACC is trash. It's absolute garbage. It's always going to be that way. Other than Louisville this year because Clemson is 4-4, and Duke is 5 and. Two or three. Five and three. Yeah. North Carolina was the only team that you thought that had a chance, but it's lost two straight. Yeah. Louisville is seven and one, but they lost to Pittsburgh, which is two and five. Mm-hmm. And this is where it's going to be a shame. If and this is what I'm worried about. Okay. And I'm glad that we're going to eight soon. Yeah. If Ohio State is truly ranked as the number one team going into week twelve, and they keep the game. Close, which it should be, even though it's in Ann Arbor, correct? Yeah. Like, half of the team would probably have to die for that game not to be close, correct? Am I wrong? No. It should be close. No, I mean, I think think if Michigan can get to McCord, Ohio State's quarterback, and rough him up. Could get ugly? It could get ugly. So I I guess my question is, if Ohio State going into week 12, if they – at number one, yeah. How many points do they need to lose by to drop out of the top four against Michigan? Yes, if they are undefeated and haven't lost a game until Michigan, does it, is it is it is it ten? Is it fourteen? Does fourteen still keep them at that four spot? It would be ten. Okay, it'd be ten. It'd be depend. It would depend if the score is is like. 17 and 10, then they would still be in the top. 2010? If it's that, if it's like if it's like that, 20 to 10, and Michigan just started to score at the end of the game, it'd be devastating for Okay, them. so if that happens and Michigan wins, mm-hmm. Michigan jumps and goes all the way to the number one spot. Georgia still stays at two. Um, and this is a lot of what-ifs, correct? If Florida State does not lose and goes undefeated, and the only game they probably have to worry about is that matchup against Florida, which is a rival. That's about it. Mm-hmm. And they have Louisville, maybe. Yeah. But what if 
Obviously, Florida State will still have to play ACC championship, and Washington will have to play ACC championship. Ohio State will not have to be will not be in the Big Ten championship. So, yeah, are no, you going to take a thir- are you going to take a thirteen and zero Washington or Florida State, or are you going to take a twelve and one Ohio State? Technically, based on TV, they're going to take Ohio State, aren't they? They're going to take Ohio State, but I think if they really look at the schedule and and see how well. Uh, 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 Washington was really. It should like take Washington. If it's Florida State, you take Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. If it's Washington, you have to take Washington. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Florida State would be kind of. It's a weak. Florida conference. State would get snubbed. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, but, but they would deserve it. Basically, yeah, yeah. All right, that's all I wanted to say. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. That's fine. That's good. That's good sports talk. It's good times, folks. Good times. This is the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. Brought to you by everyone else out there who's listening. I'd like to thank everyone out there who's been part of this podcast. Ron, I know you're out there. We do some serious stuff. I'd like to thank my buddy Sean to uh, participate in this live podcast episode. Uh, you can always find this podcast on Buzzsprout, uh, Podbean. It's going to be on Buzzsprout and Podbean Uh it's going to be on Podbean anytime you come back to it. Uh, it will be on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I'd like to thank all my uh, associates that have been helping me out. Uh, I'd like to thank Sean for showing up again, doing this Always podcast. Always great to be here. Um, Sean's going to have a lot of fun making uh, snow angels tomorrow when he's uh, at work, 5 o'clock in the morning. Ugh. I do have to get up early tomorrow. Yeah. So... Thank you, everyone. I hope you enjoy the World Series. Uh, it's still 0-0 on top of the second. And uh, have a good weekend. Uh, we did everything from from the NFL parlays and all that. So we come back sometime later in the week. Listen to it. Tell us what we think. Email me at crazydrepodcastshow at gmail.com. Leave a comment anywhere that you can find me. Uh, let me know how I'm doing. Peace. Love, and I am out of here.